Hey guys, so welcome to the sixth episode, season four of the Team Whisperer Show. And in this season, we are going to discuss journeys of various podcasters, like all over the world, and uh, how they are doing podcasts, their future goals, and uh, many more. In today's episode, we have one of the amazing comedians, and I also wanted to share this short story of when I started liking him. Is there was one video he did, and in which he pranks an animal rehab center for Valentine's gift. and i really wish in my place there might be someone like that because whether i could actually you know feed my ex to a bear or worse a dinosaur but ps i don't have a girlfriend i mean like ex as well <laughs> so uh, he also got featured in gotham the first season and uh, i can't believe i'm having someone on my show who was on tv with you know <laughs> with the, like in the batman series so that's an amazing one so about his journey i think it would be totally great if he talks about rather than me So, ladies and gentlemen, can I have a drum roll, please? And let's welcome Jones to the show. And he actually likes calling us himself as Jonesy. And uh, happy to have such an amazing guy here. So, uh, Jonesy, please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcast career so far. Oh, Jeffrey, thank you for having me. I'm, you know, you you called out that episode, uh, the Valentine's Day episode of my podcast. Wow, you you really went way back, looking, uh, digging around. Yeah, I do talk podcast. a lot. <laughs> Man, you know, there's almost 800 episodes, so you really got in there. I'm very flattered that you took the time to do that. I'm very proud of that episode, by the way. Very funny stuff. I'm, I'm I really enjoy prank calls. So sometimes I. I include that in my podcast, just a little extra touch, you know. Uh, I've been doing weird AF news podcasts during the pandemic because I can't do anything else. Uh, my acting career, my comedy career, kind of came to a, a halt, and uh, so I'm spending a lot of time, like you are, creating some audio content for uh, for my fans, and it seems to be working out well. Um, weird AF news. began almost 3 years ago and I just did it for fun you know and I didn't really take it very seriously and uh you know I would do weird news stories but I didn't spend a lot of time on it I didn't edit it very much and um I I didn't share it too much on social media but you know I found that uh, you know during the pandemic I had a lot of time on my hands to be creative and so um like you uh spending a lot more time making it as professional as I can so that people listen to weird af news and they say oh this is a guy that takes this very very seriously and then the other stuff is just extra oh and it's also funny oh and it's a guy who's been on tv before oh and it's he's a professional comedian etc cetera, etc cetera. those are just extra things i try to put out just uh, quality content uh you know such as yourself and i try to do it as professional as possible i think there's a need for weird news and even even more so now because the world as you can see it just seems to be getting so much weirder lately uh so weird af news is is been it um uh in addition to that uh you know my stand up comedy is still available online if if people wanted to check that out i don't know if you saw any of that but uh, i i fancy myself a smart comedian that does clean humor um i try to i try to do clean smart stuff and i i can't wait to get back on stage because i've i've you know during this whole pandemic i wrote a lot of jokes um and before the uh, w- when the pandemic was breaking out i was on tour in asia um and i wrote a lot of jokes about uh 
you know, being away from America, you know, traveling to Japan. And, and I haven't really been able to do any of those jokes since I've been back. Uh, I did one show on March 10th and then it was all shut down. Uh, so I can't wait to try out these new jokes. They've been sitting in my notebook for so long, for so long. It's hard to be a comedian in the pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could, I just tell jokes to my roommate and that's how it, that's how it goes. <laughs> Well, I think I think that also, you know, kind of instigates you because if he laughs, I think it can still keep your spirit up. So, yeah, I think sure, that's sure, sure. I mean, like, uh, how actually is different from, you know, being on stage and being on camera? Because uh, sometimes being on stage, you can see the audience reaction. And uh, if it's so bad, obviously you want, you know, continue the next thing. But uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, online and everything and stuff, is it actually really tough or uh, kind of, the you know, the level same? In, in my opinion, yes. Um, uh, some of my colleagues would disagree. There are a lot of online shows going on. I've done about six or seven of them. And then um, I stopped because I, I really wasn't getting anything out of it. Uh, there's a, uh, it's very strange to just have little tiny square faces of people watching you. Uh, and you can't even see all of them. You can only see a few. Your screen is very limited. Uh, the timing is a little bit off for some people depending on their connection so some people may laugh at a joke a little too late and that could screw me up as I'm moving along there's uh, so there's technical difficulties as well uh, and uh, there's something missing from uh, from the there's something in the live comedy that's missing you know there's there's a real different energy when you're in a room with everybody and you can see everybody and um, you know, and, and comedy really is a dialogue between the comedian and the audience. You know, it is a back and forth. It is a give and take. And I think this, uh, uh, an element of that is missing when you do the, the online stand-up comedy shows. And, and I mean, not to mention, I just feel so stupid doing it. I mean, I don't get the kind of laughs that I usually get. And I just feel dumb. I, and, I, and, you know, I just feel really dumb. And, and so rather than feel stupid about myself, I just decide you know, nobody's winning here. I'm not, I'm not able to work out these new jokes and, and the audience, you know, and only about half of them, every show I do seems to enjoy it too. I don't even know if the audiences are liking these, these shows. I mean, uh, I, I can't really speak for them, but the reaction that I, that I, the reactions that I see, it just seems like 50, 50. Um, so I don't know. It, it I just think this, maybe this should just stay in the realm of live performance. You know, there, there is a separation between, you know, live performance and then, you know, everything else, other things that are better taken in online, like, you know, podcasts and watching a movie and, and, and whatnot. I think one could make the argument, oh, well, but there's Netflix comedy specials. It's like, yeah, but that's, that's something different. Yeah, that's man. totally that's... always on it, right? You know, you know, online, that was totally in the first from the beginning itself. It was like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, so uh, for me, I think that, uh, li- uh, you know, stand-up comedy is uh, just something that should be done live. I think this experiment on mm-hmm. this, these Zoom comedy shows aren't working. And I'm seeing comedians do shows at drive-in movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the audience is in their cars mm-hmm. and the comedian standing in a stage in front of them. And, and I, you know, I haven't been to one of those yet, but I mean, unless you can hear the people laughing in the car, I don't understand how that's working either. 
yeah. mean, how do you, is there a, is there a microphone in each car <laughs> so you can hear? Someone told me they beep their horn when they like the, the joke. This is very strange to me. I don't know if I can get on board with this idea either, Jeffrey. That seems very weird as well. I think I might feel stupid if I did that kind of show. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of kick back and wait for uh, the live stuff to come back. And, uh, and, and not only that, I'm going to wait because the live stuff is starting to come back, but I'm going to wait till I feel safe enough to do it. Um, do these live shows because I, I think right now is a little too early in my opinion to do it in Los Angeles County when, you know, the cases aren't going down at all. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to wait even further. Meanwhile, I'm just going to work on my online stuff. You know, I'm writing articles and I'm, and I'm recording podcasts for now. Yeah, yeah, I can go down early on that because, you know, I had this experience when I was taking seminars, you know, for my classes. And when I do that, I mean, like, I can see people's faces. And if someone talks, I would obviously pick them and, you know, do like, uh, uh, I tease them. Mostly I would tease them. Like, let's take example for her because that's what I can get an attention of that person. But when you're doing an online, like, seminar, I mean, like, you will never know what's happening. I just kind of, I never care about the audience. I just go on like full on, you know, I don't even stop. I just go full on. And uh, I know because I've been on an, as an online audience. So I know how it feels, you know, to be on a seminar on the speaker side. And yeah, I can agree on that. And uh, just one thing is this kind of personal question. We can add this in the podcast or not. Uh, in the, that Valentine's, you know, that episode you, you did, you know, feeding your ex in this. And I was recently checking out your Facebook profile and you mentioned a single. Right. So obviously, so you are saying that, um, is it, is it actually something that you would probably do? I mean, like, I'm not, I'm just asking this for fun. No, no personal no grudge on your ex or anything like that. I mean, like if I had a person like you're saying that she's a terrible person, you know, the world without her, I was, I was listening to totally, you know, the, that conversation, it was so an awesome one. I really wish that there was a place like that in my Valentine's day, because I went to a competition during that day, uh, you know, to another city, another city during this Valentine's and I was suddenly like a digital marketing competition. I, I won the second place, however, and there was this DJ night, everyone was dancing and everyone was doing, and I was like sitting, what is happening? What should I go one time? Because I was about to have a competition next day as well. So if I dance, I can't even, you know, do the competition. I would be totally tired. So, correct. and so, so is this actually uh, true stuff? I mean, like, is, is it is under your discretion? I just want to hear the story. That's all. <laughs> it was so interesting of your emotions. So I just want to hear the story. Well, oh, so the story was real, you know, when I was trying to find weird stories for mm -hmm. my Valentine's Day episode, I came across this place, this, this, it was a zoo, I believe it was, and uh, they would feed, they would feed the, the fish, yeah, the, yeah, the fish, fish yeah. Uh, to, to the, it was, it was an alligator, was it not? What was yeah, it? They would feed they, it. To, they would actually kind of write the name on the fish and on uh, the fish. Was, yeah. So they said in order to, they were trying to raise money. If you call us mm -hmm. and you, we'll put your your ex's name on one of these fish and feed it to the alligator. And so, you know, I thought it would be funny to, to, you know, use this information yeah. <laughs> you know, for the for the podcast. Not only did I cover the story mm -hmm. in the podcast, I explained to my audience what was going on, but I said, hey, you know. And then I did, I, I did this, hmm. uh, and you know, I, I would never do something like that unless it was, <laughs> of course, a, of course unless not. it was a total joke. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't have that kind of malicious, uh, <laughs> Graduate on someone, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have that kind of malicious disposition where I would, where even if my, you know, I have, 
ex, maybe an ex that didn't even treat me very well. Mm-hmm. I, I would never, I would never do that. Um, you know, there's a whole movement going on. I don't know um, <laughs> among your circles of friends, but a lot of my friends, they, they don't speak to their exes. They can't stand their exes. It's like mm-hmm. a hate thing. And I, I just always thought that that was strange to hate somebody that at one point you loved and was very close to. Yeah. I just think that that's weird. I, I never want to have a hateful relationship with, with anybody, never mind somebody that I loved very much and spent a lot of time with. That, that isn't for me. I, I want to have harmony in my life uh, personally. Um, and so I want my relationships to be, to be at least, you know, okay. You know, yeah. just, just okay. We don't have to be best friends, but just no, no, uh, no hate there. So yeah, that was a total joke. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was such a funny idea, and I thought I might have it was, fun with it. Was, it. it was definitely and was. Of course, the fa- the fans of my uh, podcast, Weird AF News, uh, they expect me to be kind of crazy sometimes and, and ridiculous. So I, I got to feed them this kind of um, these these this sort of entertainment. Sometimes uh, they appreciate it, you know. And, and I always go for the laugh. Yeah, you know, I'm always just going for the laugh. Uh, you know, uh, trying to get laughs is is the priority on on the show in in addition to giving the news of course but i like i'm trying to be funny as as much as i can well yeah, yeah. i mean like i trust me if it was some something like that in my place definitely like it would have like blown like anything i promise you that 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 would be the most profitable <laughs> business ever in you know, i started actually i was i was actually thinking like why don't we start something like that you know every valentine's day we start something like that but unfortunately i couldn't find an alligator right now in my city <laughs> and i couldn't do that but uh, i don't know maybe find a pig i think so you know maybe the worse the more worse you create the more wor- the more money you can actually get i think so i mean like it's really a bad sure. like, yeah <laughs> really a bad idea you can but get us- <laughs> Get yourself a snake yeah. <laughs> and then get some little baby mice or crickets yeah. or something. I don't know. So many people can't stand their exes yeah. that you can know. You'll, you'll make a little bit of money each Valentine's Day for sure. For well, sure. No problem. I, I think I think I got to put, you know, and this when the call is over, I'm going, going to put a business plan on that. I'm just going to try to get some investors right now, right away, because <laughs> I, I'm going to try it out really seriously. It's going to be an awesome one. So um, that's great. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, I always wanted to ask this, uh, you know, seeing a comedy and I always wondered, like, uh, are they always happy, enthusiastic, uh, you know, energetic, like on stage or is there always a side to them, you know, in their life, which they won't like because, you know, to share the judgment. Is there anything like that? Like to have a side, you know, which you won't share as a comedian. People always think that you're always happy. Well, it depends on the type of type of comedian that you are. Um, you know, I, I have a friend that does, uh, that does a persona on stage. It's not him. It's a totally different character. Uh, and and he's not being truthful at all. He's not. You're not learning anything about his life. This is all, this is all a show. And he's just trying to get some laughs with an over the top character. Uh, uh, I I have comedian friends who just do very uh, short one liner jokes, um, and they don't share. Uh, very much about their personal thoughts and their personal lives. They're just set up punchline, just trying to get a quick laugh. It doesn't matter uh, if the joke is about them or if it's truthful or whatever, they're just going for a laugh. And uh, then you have comics like myself, 
who uh, I like to share my point of view. Uh, I like to share stories, personal anecdotes from my life, things that have happened to me. Um, share my opinion on things that I see or things that are going on in the world. Um, Most of my jokes are personal grievances of uh, things that bother me in, in the world that I point them out. It's, it's all, and it's all truthful. It comes from me. You get a sense of what I don't like and what I like and who I am um, by watching my act. And so there's a whole range of, of, uh, of comedy. So, uh, you know, it, and it goes from the personal and the truthful to the, you know, impersonal and fantastic and over the top clown, clownish, um, charactery. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you'll, you'll, you'll find a lot of that for me, my, my taste, I, I do like comics that share their life. Um, and for me personally, the stranger and the weirder, the better I, I like. I like to hear weird confessional stories. I, I like, I like when a, I like to hear a comic talk about their most embarrassing moments, uh, things that have happened to them that they don't like, uh, attitudes that they might have that are unacceptable in the public. I love to hear them share these things. I think it's brave. I think it's very daring, and uh, I love to hear points of view that are different from the mainstream. So. Um, you know, there's a comic that I really like named uh, Doug Stanhope, who's very dark. Uh, his opinions uh, aren't uh, very common, and uh, some would say they aren't very respectable at all. Uh, but to me, it's uh, to hear someone tell their secrets and say the things that most of us would be embarrassed to say, or say the things that we think, but the current culture makes it um, not permissible to say how you really think because of, uh, uh, you know, it, it may be, it may not be PC as they say. Um, if you take it upon yourself to talk about those things and to say those things, if they're truthful to you, to me, I think it's very brave. And that's the kind of stuff that I, that I appreciate and that I like. Um, of course you need to make it funny. That's always a, <laughs> yeah. that's also a prerequisite. Yeah. You can't just go and shock people <laughs> with your secrets. <laughs> your, yeah, with your secrets and your your avant-garde opinions, uh you need to make them funny. It takes a there's a little craft involved uh, and uh so yeah, so cuz there are a lot of comedians that they say, "Oh, they see people saying they see like Louis CK says things sometimes on stage that are very uh, they're very, they're, he's an, he can be very iconoclastic. Same with Dave Chappelle. Um, they'll say shocking things about the culture, uh, things that a lot of us would never say in public. And they think that, oh, I'll just do that too. I'll just say these shocking things. But no, I mean, these are professionals that have been doing it 20 years and they, they, they make these opinions and these points of view they make them funny still. So I think it's very important um, that uh, any, any younger comedians that are watching this uh, to, to know that it's still very important to make it funny. The deciding to be shocking is only the first step. Um, it doesn't make it comedy. And in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I can agree on that because uh, the reason why I wanted to ask you is that uh, because many a times 
your professional career is actually judged by how you are you know personally reacting to this stuff because as far as i have seen you know when you are you are a big businessman you have helped hundreds of people or millions of people still you would be judged for something that you did personally which you may like but some people don't so obviously so what is what is your opinion on that do you think it's fair well for some for some part i guess you know until unless it doesn't affect anyone you know not like their emotions because people no matter what you do obviously get affected by emotionally no matter what you do even whatever you want to say some people definitely get affected no matter what but if if it doesn't affect anyone else like too much and you know like the one that elon musk actually you know smoked weed on you know joe rogan's uh, show and that actually you know dropped his stocks by 3 billion dollars i remember so, that yeah. yeah so i mean like yeah he smoked that but i don't know who got affected because of that i mean like yeah he may he did that out of his you know own stuff and i agree on that but that it it may be wrong or anything i don't know the us rules on marijuana or anything like that but uh, so uh do you do you believe that uh you can separate the artist's personal life from their work and then judge them that way by themselves uh, like you know we can't do by themselves but in the audience perspective i think i think it's possible to do that i think i sh- people should do that i don't know maybe it's got it wrong but i think you know from the audience perspective people should actually uh, watch them as a professional and a personal guy as separate but you know when it comes to themselves if, if they see because their personal life obviously will affect their professional life no matter what if they have a fight in their family obviously it affect the post professional career they can't see that from the audience perspective i think i think they should see it but well, we're we're now living in a time where if you're a great artist let's say you let's say you make let's say you're the you're you're high level actor uh and everybody enjoys your work you've touched a lot of people with your work your blockbuster status uh like a mel gibson now you could one could make the argument that mel gibson's personal uh personal opinions and philosophies have brought him down uh, he said he said anti-semitic things uh he's been accused of that and i guess there's evidence of that as well uh so but he's made great movies but our cult the culture now at least in the united states seems to not be able to separate the artist from their personal life uh, what's going on here uh is there so much content and there's so many actors and creators that we can just go oh you know what you're canceled i got we already have 25 of you so if you're going to also if you're also going to treat women a certain way then we don't need you anymore is that what's going on uh i i i don't know i'm just hy- hypothesizing this um uh, you, you know the further you go back in time it seemed you know like the more permissible it was for artists to be scoundrels uh not just artists uh, you know it's very well known that karl marx let his family starve to death nearly while writing the communist manifesto so that's kind of permissible correct because what he was trying to do was was something that overall was supposedly great for all of mankind uh would Karl Marx be able to would, would Karl Marx get away with this today? Uh I mean this is something that we could talk about. Uh I I don't know I don't know what you do with this. Uh with this with this information now. I I know for me 
I'm, I'm not famous, but uh, I I do have concerns that uh, if I was to be raised to a certain level, uh, people might start digging through my past, and I I don't have a very squeaky clean past. I mean, I've talked about how I've maltreated women on a podcast before. You know, I've admitted it and talked about it. Uh, uh, I I I. I've cheated on past girlfriends and treated them horribly. And I, I've, I feel I've felt bad for that. And I've asked for forgiveness for these things, but would I then be forgiven again uh, by the overall social media people, the public? I, I, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, would I be called a, a, a dishonest individual and someone who, you know, didn't, did not treat women well way back when maybe, Maybe would I lose jobs? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a possibility. Uh, I think about that sometimes. Of course, how could you not? You know, um, it's a shame because those values. I, I don't have those values anymore. I'm not that person anymore. This, this was a long time ago, and those actions don't reflect me uh, any longer. But I don't think they care when they when the when the witch hunt comes to get you. Uh, they really don't give a damn if you've changed, do they? I, I, I don't, I don't know if they do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it's got pretty serious. You are supposed to be a comedian right now, but you're actually really serious. <laughs> well, you know, by, sh- but by sharing some little yeah, anecdote yeah. like this, I mean, it's very, this is very authentic here and, and your audience can see that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's, I'm willing to really share with you um, who, who I am and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, and, and it's good to get a glimpse into somebody's psyche of how does a comedian or somebody who's trying to make it think of these things. And I think it's important to, to hear this point of view. And, I, and, I, and I'll bet other comedians, we don't, we don't talk about it too much, but I'll bet you they're thinking about these things too. And a little, some of them a little worried, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm because, you know, uh, there's a comedian called Ese uh, Aravind, you know, in our uh, country, you know, what he actually does is that um, when he said in an interview that when he, when, he, when he's on stage, everyone would love him, no matter what, you know, the comedies that he do, everyone loves him. But when he gets off the stage, you know, on the backstage, when he asks for his co-workers, like, you know, what's going on, everything and stuff, every co-worker that he works with actually hates him. Because it's easier to be loved by the audience, not by by the co-workers because of the pressure that he's got. Because, you know, when he goes on stage, he can't like go like, you know, I had this in my home. No, it's, it have to be comedy and everything and stuff because that's really different. So yeah, that's the perspective. I think you're right because if you're really afraid to show yourself of who you are, I mean, like there's nowhere to live life, I guess. Yeah, sure. And you know, that's what makes, uh, you know, just for an insight for uh, for your audience, because I think this is uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, One of the things that the comedian has to struggle with is uh, when, if you are a comic who's sharing their life on stage, and you're sharing your opinions and your points of view, and then it doesn't go very well, um, you know, well, we always bomb, you know, not all of us, but most of us will still bomb despite all of this experience, there just can be, you know, there can be a disconnect with the crowd. It could be a number of things. It could be technical difficulties. It could be, uh, you know, the show follows a certain event um, and it's not right. Um, and then, of course, comedy is subjective. It's like music. So people that like uh, hard rock, 
people that like hip hop. I mean, there's different flavors of these things and you might not be what the, the audience really enjoys. There's, there's all these factors that could make it not go well. For the comic, when it doesn't go well, um, especially the comic like me that shares my life, you feel the rejection on a real different level. I mean, I really, I try not to take it personally. I've gotten better over the years now because I've been doing it for 16, 15 years. Uh, but when you feel like, you, you feel like your, your person is being rejected, you know? You really feel it hard. Like, uh, I would imagine a painter, for instance, uh, has an art gallery and then someone might come up to them and say, I like this piece. But then they say, oh, I just hate that. It makes me feel terrible. The painter may kind of take it personally, but maybe it's pretty clear like, oh, you hate, my, you hate that painting that I did. You hate that work. They might not take it so personally. The comedian, really, because it's, I mean, it's really happening as you share it and then you're getting the immediate response. It really feels like a deep personal rejection uh, that I don't think you experience in the other arts so much. Uh, and, and, and this is why I think comedians, uh, a lot of us suffer from severe depression. Uh, they seem to be, in my opinion, the most broken of all the artists, uh, the most self-destructive of all the artists. I really have it together in the, in the world of comics. I'm pretty put together. I'm, I don't have those kinds of issues. I don't see a therapist. I, I, don't, um, I don't need any of that. Uh, but I have felt the burn many times of being rejected in front of, uh, in front of an audience. So I just want your audience to kind of get a glimpse into this other thing that's going on um, so that maybe they won't boo so loudly. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to not like a joke, but you don't have to groan or, you know, just you can keep it in and wait for the next one. If you, if you, yeah, yeah, I can understand. Just wait, wait for the next one mm -hmm. is what I always advise people when it doesn't go well. Yeah, uh, and you know, there's this entrepreneur called Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he always says that. Uh, oh yes, of yeah, course, Gary V. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows Gary. Yeah, he says that uh, actually, uh, you know, the people who's actually putting hate comments will be the ones who are actually having, you know, more depression or more, you know, that uh, self-destructive, uh, you know, person rather than the person who's posting, you know, that stuff. So, yeah, I think, you know, when you were saying that when someone like boos or everything, I think they are the one who's actually, you know, those might like it. I mean, like, let's be little humans. That's kind of not a tough thing to do, but still. And if they boo that, I mean, like, yeah, I, I actually have suffered a lot of this in, in you know, taking seminars because the first time I took seminars, what I thought was uh, after the end of the seminar, it was actually on my sixth grade, I think. So, yeah, somewhere around that. Uh, when I took that, every, I thought everyone would clap at the end. So what I did, you know, just to make an initiative, I, after I ended, I just clapped myself like two times. I just did so that some people will instigate, but they didn't. I was wondering, I mean, like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, I oh, was like, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Even that's, the instigation. That can be very, yeah, very embarrassing. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even the yeah, so now you, that's, that's kind of the same feeling that a yeah. comedian can have. I mean, you've, you felt the taste of it um, on, online, yeah. uh, right? That was an online yeah, seminar. Really in straight, in, you know, in straight. Oh, you were, you were, yeah. you were in the class. Oh, wow. The so class. yeah, you, oh, you really, <laughs> that's exactly Exactly, Jeffrey. That's exactly what it feels like. You've yeah. definitely experienced it. Was yeah, it? <laughs> it feels a burn, right? Your temperature goes up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> that's the thing. You know, if you raise your arm, there's going to be a sweat mark yeah. right there. You know, that's you're really burning up right there. Oh yeah, I've felt that 
Oh man, I can't even tell you how many hundreds of times I've felt that easily, easily. I felt that hundreds of times on the way up, you know, learning how to do this very difficult uh, performance art, you know? Oh wow. And we all go through it. And that's, it separates, it separates the, the people who are committed though, you know, because after a few times of that, you say to yourself, well, maybe the, the, you know, the line is drawn in the sand. Do you want to, if you keep doing this, you're going to feel this again. Do you want to keep doing it? And I think it, it keeps, uh, it keeps the people who are, aren't hardcore, it keeps them away, which is good. You got to kind of love it, you know, because you're not making money either. So you're, you're feeling that, you know, you, you, you were making some money, right. Uh, for that. But a lot of, a lot of the comedians on the, on the come up, they have that same feeling and they're not getting paid anything. And then they go and do it again the next night. It's like, wow, you really must be a masochist on some level to just want to go through that again and again. Uh, but that's what it takes to get better and, and learn, learn the ropes. It's like, I don't know, you know, if you're falling off your bicycle again and again, yeah, as you learn that's the way ride, to learn, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have some scrapes and some, some bruises, right? I think that's a pretty, uh, appropriate analogy for stand-up. Yeah, yeah, I can totally agree on that. Wow. So, uh, just this one question is that I wanted to ask because you're having yourself in a comedy podcast and everything. So, what do you want to tell to the audience that you know to start a comedy podcast? Where should they start? I mean, like, what should they do? Like, should they have started the outline or what's your procedure for that? Okay, I have a very strong opinion about this. I'm glad you asked this question. Uh, I feel like there's too many broad podcasts. Uh, in the comedy segment, you don't really find this in the other departments. Like if you go into science, history, news, you, you find very specific or literature, you'll find very specific podcasts. It'll be, this is the fiction podcast. This is book of the week. This is, uh, you know, sea, the sea life podcast or whatever. This is ancient history podcast. This is a uh, funny history, whatever. The comedy category is filled with a lot of generalities. It's just a person, usually they get together with another friend and they talk about whatever. They just say, hey, let's just be funny and talk about whatever. I think this is a terrible idea. Uh, unless, all right, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk anybody out of this. If you just want to do it for fun, to talk with your friend, feel free. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, you don't have to turn the microphone on. If, if it's fun for you, you could just go get coffee with your friend and have your funny conversation. The world doesn't have to hear it because I'm going to tell you something. The world doesn't want to hear it. The world doesn't need to hear it anymore. And it won't hear it. <laughs> and, it and by the way, it won't hear it and you'll be very discouraged. Okay. And that might make you not want to do it anymore. It might make you upset. It might make you pour money into it that you don't, that you shouldn't, uh, and it could, it, could, it could just bring you down. Uh, so I would say to anybody doing a podcast, if you want it to be successful, you have to narrow down uh, exactly what you're doing, what the theme is, what the format is. You have to get, and the more specific, the better. The more niche, the better. The more unique, the better. And I don't mean getting a unique guest. I mean, we can all get a unique guest, okay? You can pay somebody to be your unique guest if you want to have a celebrity even. That's not going to do it. These guests that you have, they've been on 10, 20 different podcasts. I'm telling you. This is what we're – people are going on podcasts now like they're talk shows, okay? 
So your, your, your unique guest has already been heard. Their voice has already been heard. Uh, in fact, they may have a podcast as well. So their voice is heard every goddamn week. So it's easy to find your guest. That's not going to separate you easy. Uh, that, uh, that's not going to separate you in that manner as well. You have to get very specific. What is your podcast going to be like? My suggestion is to pick something else you're very interested in and then do it with a comedy spin. Uh, so I like weird news. So I'm doing it with a comedy spin. The reason why you want to choose something that you like is because you're going to be talking about it a lot. So you want to like it. Otherwise, you're going to not want to talk about it. You're going to get sick of it. And then also you're, when you see that your numbers aren't going up and you imagine to yourself, you have to continue this for another year, perhaps two, possibly three years before you see an improvement significantly in the numbers. You're going to have to talk about this subject a lot. You better like it. I think this is why people like to just talk about whatever, because then it's really, it makes it easier to, to go a long time. Uh, but you're going to struggle finding an audience if you only talk about whatever. My other suggestion is to try to keep it uh, a little shorter. There's trends in all of these uh, industries. And right now the trend is moving towards shorter podcasts. You're finding that the half hour podcast seems to be the sweet spot. If you're doing over an hour, I think you're, uh, you're risking something here. You're risking losing your audience. I would try and at the most an hour. Uh, you know, not everybody, you know, if you're Joe Rogan, this is a different story. You know, people are already invested in this. He can go five hours if he wants to. Uh, and he does. So, uh, but I, I don't think that's appropriate for somebody who's just getting, getting into it. So those would be my suggestion. And then don't, you know, I, I'm, I, I go on Reddit often and I, I read through the, the, the podcasting subreddits and whatnot looking at what people, I, sometimes I'll ask, I'll answer questions for people that are new and they're trying to get guidance on there. Sometimes I'm learning things myself on there, new technologies on there, new platforms, new apps, et cetera, new tools for, for us. Uh, so those are good subreddits to go to like podcasts, podcasting, uh, podcast, those three. Perfect. Go on Reddit to answer some of your questions, especially if you're new, but I see a lot of people on there asking right away. Hey, I, I'm six episodes in. When can I expect to get bigger numbers? What can I do to get these numbers up? And I think people, and, I, and I'm just saying this because in case you are, uh, in case people that are listening to this uh, might be impatient, it's not for you if, if you don't have patience. I mean, the people that are expecting results right away, it's not going to happen. There's 1.1 million podcasts. Okay, I, I don't know. Is that more than movies? It might be, it might be more than, it might be more than there are feature films. It might be more than there are feature films and television shows in history ever made. So, you know, imagine your Netflix combined with your Amazon combined with your Hulu, all of those shows, all of those movies. Now times that by five or four, I mean, times it by whatever. This, these are the podcasts that are available on the market. This, this is your competition. The, the market is flooded. So uh, I think you have to be patient. You have to be specific. 
and you should go on the shorter side. Those would be three absolutely uh, necessary principles, I think, currently to go into a new podcast with in mind. Well, well, that's that's an awesome, that's an awesome one. So yeah, I think I think yeah, I agree on your being a shorter one is that people's attention span is actually getting you know lesser every single day. It's it's just it's so crazy, and you know you're right. You can't be not everyone can be Joe Rogan, but I mean like that is necessary also. I mean like you can be you and uh, you do you and everything and stuff. Yeah. So this is something I want to ask out of the context. You know, boy, this is not actually related to the podcast, but I actually always ask my guest up. Uh, so who was the last person that you made smile today? Today, the last person I made smile uh, was one of my one of my passengers today. Uh, I was I had I have a job uh, working at a laboratory. Uh, I won't name the laboratory, but they make uh, COVID testing kits, uh, and my job at the laboratory because I am not a scientist. Yeah. My I was job, thinking that. Oh my God. See scientists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, no, my friend works. He's head of the security department. He's head of maintenance and overall building management. He hired me to help him and his team keep the scientists safe, keep them fed and uh, keep them happy and transport them from building to building and, you know, just keep them going as they save the world, however you want to describe it. I call it saving the world. So uh, uh, usually I'm doing some security related thing. Today I was the driver. Uh, our driver was sick. So I, uh, not with the, not with the virus, <laughs> but just sick, yeah. regular sick. Uh, so I was driving the scientists around and, um, I uh, I like it's a challenge for me when I'm with these scientists. I try to make them laugh because they they're very serious people, uh, and and I, I take up that challenge. I say to myself, let me see if I can make these serious people laugh. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy. I don't know if you've ever hung out with scientists before. Uh, so my I, I, my last run, I picked up uh, somebody who was working at the lab, and and uh, it was their first day, and. Uh, and i and i said you know congratulations you got a job during a pandemic you know, not not a lot of yeah. people can say that so pat yourself on the back i'm very proud of you and so are your parents and, and she she laughed at that uh, she thought that was fun and I, and i hope it was her first day at work i hope i hope uh, yeah, that yeah. I, I i when i dropped her off that she was in good spirits yeah, i set cool. the, I, hopefully i set the tone for the rest of the day for her <laughs> Yeah, she should be proud. Yeah. She got a job during a pandemic. That's very difficult to do. Yeah, you know, exactly. how many people filed for unemployment this week? I mean, it's like it's a, it's a, it's a total disaster here yeah. in the states. So if anybody gets a job right now, you got to really give them give them props and and tell them you're proud of them, even if they're not your kid. <laughs> yeah, I can I can agree on that because you know I'm actually doing MBA right now in in my state. So when I I'm going to I'm going to graduate in a year in a year I guess yeah in a year I'm going to graduate I'm going to you know going to senior year right now. So when I go out, I don't know whether I will get a job or not. That's I have no idea about. But I actually have the side hustle. You know I edit videos, I edit podcast. So I have the side hustle. I have a client right now. It's going on. 
but uh, yeah i said i just it's it pays a little bit but uh, no problem on that but still i think you know getting a job it's it's, it's like a total disaster going on and i think it's around 40 million people actually apply for unemployment in us i guess you know that the last i heard was that i don't know whether it's number is correct or not but the last i heard a podcast guest was saying that uh, so yeah i think I, th- i think it's going to be pretty crazy yeah yeah and i i think uh, i think this will really bleed into next year i think it'll be prolonged i wouldn't be surprised if we went another year like this uh maybe not as bad but pretty bad uh yeah yeah so you i mean i i i'm very concerned for you by the time you got you get out i mean what what's the what's that going to look like here uh it's pretty good that you're not getting out right now you got another year that's helpful uh, i mean can you imagine the graduates right now i mean that's got to be real tough stuff and so uh you know i i i, I understand the struggle and I'm, I feel grateful myself that I've got this gig. Uh, I haven't worked a regular job in 15 years or so. Uh, so this has been, uh, it's been a bit of a learning curve for me, uh, learning how to work in an organization that has a hierarchy. That's yeah. not something I'm, I'm used <laughs> That's to. That's tough one, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you know, and, and, and I seem to be somebody who's very vocal, and I, I always say what's on my mind, and I always try and get laughs. I'm a bit of a character in the laboratory, and so uh i think it took a while for people to adjust to me as it took me to adjust to them i i had to s- sort of learn how to behave myself a little bit uh in the corporate world it it's a startup but uh, still it's a it's corporate and uh and so i got to kind of watch myself it's a, been a good learning experience and i've i've written a lot of jokes about it as well wow can't wait to hear it man can't wait to hear it yeah of course i mean i mean i had my, it's a new experience for me mm-hmm. it's it's been it's been weird i mean even using a pc i don't i don't i'm not a pc guy you know little things like that you know yeah. i've been using a mac i've been using a mac for a decade longer <laughs> i'm like i'm not a pc i don't even know you know they give me this pc that i got to use now and i i really i really didn't know yeah the to, interface is really really hard yeah <laughs> i can't know that i know that i mean you would think that it would be just a little bit different ah it's 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 more than that it's a little bit more different Uh, yeah yeah you kind of belonged way, to it like you know when it comes to mac you belong like that belonging is that but when it comes to pc you become a, you know, a common guy of all of a sudden so you will struggle right. a lot <laughs> right and i've just been so with my mac that i just very very i've been spoiled with my mac but yeah the working world is is a pc kind of world you know when you get out there you know you, you don't realize that when you're an artist like me you know no clue no clue so it's been a learning curve for me but it's been good for me it's it's been good to teach myself to get up like like this morning i'm i'll be getting up at uh 4:30 in the morning to be to the lab at 6 a.m. as a stand up comic i i never if i'm awake at 4:30 it's because i haven't gone to bed yet uh this has been a whole new thing for me to learn how to get uh you know how to really set an alarm get up and be very on point you know it's been very good for me i feel like i'm i feel like i joined the military or something <laughs> good it's building character right that's yeah, what they yeah, say yeah yeah it's good strange. character for you yeah. yeah new experience new guy i yeah. think <laughs> and, and and believe it or not the money is really good too so the wow. money is good <laughs> congratulations and to I'm you using, i guess <laughs> yeah it's going well and i'm using the money to i'm pouring it back into my podcast you know i'm spending money on ads i'm experimenting i paid for a website to be created so i'm using my money to go back into the podcast and this is a good lesson for people who are working on anything you know although my podcast has been doing okay for a few years and i've made a little bit of money 
I'm not stopping there. I'm not satisfied there. I'm picking money and I'm still trying to grow it. I'm trying different things. I'm trying Google ads. I'm trying uh, paid for promos. And, you know, uh, you know, you should never stop experimenting with your um, whatever it is that you're creating to to get it out there because the competition, they're doing these extra things. You have to think about that. And the competition is, is, is fierce and it's bulky. There's a lot of them. So you got to, you got to do some extra things too. How do you separate yourself? Give yourself an edge. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pouring some money into the podcast. Just see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, yeah, totally understand, man. So, uh, just one thing, you know, before you know closing is that uh, I have actually have kind of a rapid fire round, you know, at the end. I kind of started Ooh. it like a little bit on that. So it'll be kind of related to podcasting and uh, a kind of like life and stuff, kind of stuff. Okay, so I, I don't exactly remember what the, I don't exactly know how to describe it, but uh, that's how it is. So you just you can just say say in one line. So I will have six, I have six questions. I because six is kind of my favorite number. So I have six questions. So um, you can just you know, answer it one line. That's uh, totally exactly. Is that good? I love it. Awesome. Uh, so the first thing is that, uh, what do you like about podcast? I like that podcasting allows me some free expression, mm-hmm. uh, unbridled expression. I can just hit record and I can say whatever I'm thinking. And then uh, people can hear it right away, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Um, they don't have to buy a ticket and stand in line to hear Uh, Like if you came to see me do comedy, you'd have to drive somewhere, buy a ticket and you'd have to wait and you'd have to listen to some other people say, (laughs) say their bullshit. But no, you could just listen. This is great. You just listen to me. I hit a button, boom, and it's out there and anyone can listen immediately of of my opinion and my thoughts (laughs) and my creation. So cool. It's a great time to be alive. (laughs) Awesome. So what do you don't like about the podcast? Ooh, what I don't like about the podcast is uh, it's very repetitious for me because I do weird news five days a week. Hmm. So it does get a little, sometimes I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, sometimes I, I, I don't want to do it that day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, the, but it's like, you got to treat it like the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to say to myself, this is something I have to, some days are not as easy as others. I got to force myself to go to the gym yeah. and, and, and get that workout in. Um, that's, that's the hardest part about it is doing it five days a week. Of course, that's not going to be everybody's problem. Yeah. Not every, it's very rare that someone does five days a week. Mm-hmm. Very rare. Um, so my problem is pretty, also pretty unique. I think what I don't like about it is pretty unique. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So if, in case, if you have never done the podcast, like it never started, if ever, what else you might have done in your, in that time? I probably would have done more video with my friends. I shoot videos with my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch them on my website, jonesy.com. Mm-hmm. And then there's a video tab. You can click on videos. I wrote, directed, acted in and edited all of those videos. Wow. Uh, so I like to shoot and edit things. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so I think if I wasn't doing the podcast, I would shoot more videos, more videos. I, I really like it. And uh-huh. I, it's one of the things I miss about, you know, this pandemic yeah, is I, yeah, I haven't out. been able, I haven't been able to work with others, mm-hmm. you know, like I haven't been able to get with my friends and make these videos, which is what we were doing last year. Um, and, and, you know, they were, I, I really enjoyed that time. It's a lot of fun. Even if the video doesn't come out exactly like I, I like it or wanted it to. Be, being with my talented, funny friends, 
I always, I always do it with my comedian friends. Mm -hmm. It's such a fun way to spend your time, you know, during the day, hours with them shooting. You just, it's just a lot of laughs. So I would make more of those. I, I can't wait to do so really. Oh, that's great. So now the next question is that if you ever hit by a car, Okay. And I don't take it in a negative sense, just take it in the comedy sense. Maybe if you have it hit by a car and your, your face is in the airbag and you're going to die, you know that what's going, who's going to be the last person that ever come, came onto your mind? Who's going to be that? Oh, isn't it the same for all of us? It's our, it's our mother. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the same for every single point, you know, guy who actually kind of interview. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, sad to say, but, um, you will hear, you know, if you, you will occasionally come across a video where somebody, there's video of people whose lives, they, they believe that they're about to die mm -hmm. and you can occasionally hear them call for their mother. It's a haunting thing to experience and hear. Yeah. But I think, that's a, I think that's a real insight into human nature. I think when, when pressed in a corner, mm -hmm. I think we will call for our mother. I really think that we, that we would. Yeah, most wow. of us. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, so the only two more question is that uh, the fifth is, uh, if in case you want to become someone else in this world, who would it be? Oh, if I was going to be somebody else, mm -hmm. uh, well, I suppose I would be. I guess I'd be Pat Mahomes, who is the uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback of the oh. Kansas City Chiefs, who just got a five hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> so, because and of that, because of that. <laughs> no, not just the money. He's the, he's. The, He's the best quarterback in the, uh -huh. in the NFL. He's he's arguably could be one of the best quarterbacks or not the best quarterback ever to play football. Wow. And he's he's got these beautiful eyes too. <laughs> like he's just got these he's like good looking too. It's like not even fair <laughs> this guy. Uh but you know, as they say God gives with both hands. Mm -hmm. So Pat Mahomes has a very funny, weird, squeaky, high-pitched voice. That when you look at when you hear him talk, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it belongs on him. So it's like you know I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's like it's a high pitched, mm -hmm. funny voice that doesn't look suitable for him. Uh, like it's like a kid's voice, you wow. know. But yeah, I would be Pat Mahomes, man. He's like he's such a great athlete and such a great uh, man. He's he, he just won the Super Bowl and he's going to win many more. Well, Many well, more. Well, maybe not this year. If they don't, I don't know if they'll play. <laughs> yeah, they don't have one or not. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I'm a huge, mm -hmm. I'm a huge sports fan. So yeah, I would be Pat Mahomes. Wow, wow, that's good. And you know, just just to add to that is that you know the cricket is happening in England. You know, the West Indies. People, I don't know whether you watch cricket or not. Uh, people are actually you know playing that, and there are no audience. So when they hit the ball, they, when they go straight into the you know audience place, the fielders have to go and search for it every single time, and they they couldn't <laughs> even find it. It's it's really harsh because if there are people like that, they would obviously throw the ball. Imagine how it's possible to oh, find it. Oh, that's really. That's really funny. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's it, really fascinating. It, it was. It was totally. It, it, I don't know because we were actually oh, laughing God. when we were seeing that. I mean, like, yeah, seven people were searching the whole stadium. Like, where's the ball? Where's the ball? It's not easy to get in though. I saw the camera itself. So yeah, I think wow. I, I was unaware how um, how crucial the audience is to yeah. the game. They're actually they're actually sort of participating in a way uh, by finding the ball and putting it back into play. Oh, I, I didn't even realize that because I don't really watch cricket, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, that's so fascinating. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad you told me that. That's yeah. Really, I'm gonna, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you can use it in <laughs> one of your jokes. <laughs> I think so. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. That's, that's really fascinating. 
Awesome. So one final question is that uh, if in case you want to get out of this interview right now, I mean, like the interview almost got over, but just saying, if you, in case you want to get out of the interview in the middle right now, what reason would you say? Oh, I would just tell you I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Then obviously I would tell you to go, man, this is not fair. <laughs> Yeah, I mean nobody you know everyone understands diarrhea, yeah. you know. <laughs> Did it just come up into your I, mind or you already had that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean everyone can get away with diarrhea, right? I mean <laughs> We've oh all God. been there. <laughs> Has anyone have you asked that one before? Yeah, I've asked that. Uh, one people one person said that, you know, they just you know I I have a guy I have a call I just have to go right now they would say oh, very so polite. Th- yeah very polite simple as that but man you you are you are really oh my god I I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's an awesome one <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that <laughs> yeah I mean like everyone will enjoy it trust me people the host definitely they will enjoy it trust me <laughs> I hope it gets a big laugh <laughs> <laughs> okay So it's been an awesome conversation, Jonesy. Thank you so much for coming out. That really, really means a lot, and it was really great. So, if people want to find you, you know, what are the places that they could, uh, you know, go to? Can you just tell about that? Oh, they can go right to the toilet. That's where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think with their phone, I guess. If if like if it's the case, just let us know then. <laughs> yeah, well, I would. Uh, you can always follow me. I'm very active on Instagram. So at Funny Jones on Instagram is good. Uh, if you'd like to see some of those videos I make, you can go to jonesy.com. Uh, you can find those videos and watch some clips of my stand-up comedy as well. And then uh, my podcast has a website, weirdafnews.com. Or you can just look for Weird AF News on whatever podcast player that you listen to. A as in Apple, F as in Frank, Weird AF News. And it's on all of the – it's available anywhere. Um, and even I have a YouTube channel for it. You can listen to it on YouTube as well. I upload the audio only um and so I keep that going so yeah 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 that that's where they can find me and and reach out to me I always answer um I'm, as I'm sure you do as well I answer um all my fans emails and uh social media uh direct messages I always answer the fans uh always always I think it's uh um I think it's important to have conversations with your fans and uh be in touch with them you know so i i, I always do that and not and not in the toilet of course you know go to the website and do that <laughs> and not in the toilet don't do that <laughs> <laughs> of course Oh, so awesome, so awesome, side. So, guys, uh, we have talked a lot, a lot of stuff about you know how to start a comedy podcast, like from and being authentic so far. We have done a lot, a lots of stuff. So, I'll be uploading uploading it soon, so you guys can hear it out. I think, I think you will be hearing this after I uploaded it. Wow, it's weird. Okay, anyways, so thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and uh, you know, like just like you said, you can go and contact him, and I've given every link in the description, so you can find him, and you know, he definitely reply to to that because he replied to my you know post on <laughs> Facebook uh, guest connection. so it was an awesome one it's not easy to do that and you don't get to you know uh, have like uh, a week of conversation about you know this uh, time zones about what's it going to be <laughs> this is what this is not working it was an hectic one so he had a lot of patience on that and it was an awesome sure, one sure sure hey well you got to be flexible these days now we're, we're doing interviews all the way across the world these yeah. days so you know you do what you can to make it work you know i'm glad we were able to make this happen for yeah, sure of course of course man thanks so much man guys thanks so much for listening to this podcast if they have any questions just leave in the comment section below and i'll add it to him or you can ask him straight away i have given link for that as well and i'll see you guys next podcast